Welcome to a new mini-series for this week that we are calling The Daily Meditation, where we take biblical accounts and meditate on how they relate to specific topics we cover on the podcast. Today, Josh will be meditating on the life of Abraham and Sarah and how that relates to FOMO. The story of Abraham and Sarah begins in Genesis chapter 11, where it says, then Abraham and Nahor, verse 29, took wives, and the name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Ishka. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. So this is really key, because the source of our FOMO here in the story of Abraham and Sarai will stem from the fact that Sarai is barren. So one other thing we need to know about this couple is brought to us in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 4. And it says there, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Go out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, who was his nephew. And Abraham was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. So we see there God promised Abram he would have a child, despite the fact that his wife was barren. But it didn't happen right away. So time marches on. And we see in Genesis 15, beginning in verse 2, Abram is now frustrated because that promise has not come to pass yet. And he says, he expresses his frustration to God in Genesis 15, verse 2. And he says, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one shall, will come from your own body, shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord. And he accounted it to him for righteousness. So we see there that God further clarifies his promise to Abraham that it wasn't going to be his servant who was the one to receive the blessing and, and promise that God had given him, but he would literally have a son, his own biological son. So now the story comes to a hedge. In chapter 16, we see here that Abraham is around 85 years old, so it's 10 years from the point where he received the first promise. And as you can imagine, him and his wife, Sarah, are now both beginning to doubt, and they have a fear that that promise will not come to pass. And in Genesis 16, verse 1, it says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, 
and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid, perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. So there we see the frustration, and Sarai, she blames God. She said, He has restrained me from bearing children, despite the promise that he gave them. And then in verse 3 it says, Then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. So we begin to see some of the fruit of this FOMO occurring in the life of Sarah and Abraham here. And there is now heartache and confusion and struggle because their fear that they would not have a child despite the fact that God promised them one, is driving them to make decisions that are not God-honoring. In that culture, what they did here was actually approved by the culture. If you were a woman and you were barren, then it was okay for you in the eyes of the culture to allow your husband to have a child with a handmaid like they did with Hagar here. But the problem is that God had given them a promise, and they were not honoring God's ways. They were trying to take matters into their own hand. Their fear was driving them to listen to the voice of the culture and what the culture approved, rather than what God was approving of. See, in this circumstance, and always when it comes to God's promises, God is the constant, and we are the variable. He gives us promises, and he tells us that we can experience things in the Christian life. But fearing those things won't come to pass can actually delay the blessing, and that's what we see in the life of Abraham and Sarah. Now, later on, we won't read it here today. You can read it yourself in Genesis 21, verses 1 through 5. We see that Abraham and Sarah would have a child, and his name was Isaac, and that promise came to be. So, I think we can take encouragement today and to know that when God gives his promises, he will keep them. He will not despise his promises. He will not rid his promises from our lives, even if we fail to trust him. And I think that is the root of what happened in the life of Abraham and Sarah. I'd like to finish by looking at Romans chapter 4, because I think that summarizes really well what we saw happen in Abraham and Sarah's life here in this circumstance with Hagar and having a child, Ishmael, from her. So in Romans chapter 4, verses 19 through 24, Paul says, not being weak in faith. Now he's describing Abraham later on when he would see the fruition, this promise come to fruition. Not being weak in faith, he did not consider, speaking of Abraham, his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old when that 
Isaac was born, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So what was the difference when Isaac was finally born? The difference was, Paul tells us here, before he was weak in faith, he looked at, he looked away from God. He looked at the circumstances. As Proverbs tells us, we should trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. Well, that's what fear drove Abraham and Sarah to do. They were leaning on their own understanding rather than focusing on the Lord's promises. But later, when Isaac was finally born, it says that Abraham and Sarah overcame that. They trusted God despite the fact they were old physically. They shouldn't have had children. Paul goes on to say in verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So I think we can say today, as we look at the life of Abraham and Sarah in this particular circumstance, Paul tells us that when they were fearful, they wavered in their faith. They wavered in their trust in the promises of God. And it says, unbelief took hold of them. But later on, when they finally saw that promise, Paul tells us here, they did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but they were strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Let's make sure we hold on and focus on those promises that God has given us. And I think we can understand today, although we don't have a specific promise from God like Abraham had, we have a book full of promises that we can hold on to and trust God and know that he will not break his promises. And the thing we should be most fearful of is if we act in our flesh, then we ourselves can cause a delay in seeing the promises and the blessings of God come into our lives. So let's not be fearful. Let's trust God and grow in faith. <music> 